being black is stressful, but inner peace is real. We're creating safe space for real talk about black stress and how we manage it. We do it because we love ourselves. We do it because we love you. And we do it because we love being black. Hey, welcome to Mindfulness for the Culture. Hey, Every time he's so oh, excited about oh, that intro. Yeah, he's so Dougie, excited. The Dougie again. The Dougie. Hey. Always with the Dougie. Always with the Dougie. We're so excited. <sighs> We're so excited. So, family, I am Sonia Russell, co founder and CEO of Special Sauce. I am King David Walker, co founder and chief strategy officer of Special Sauce. And we are so excited to be with y'all today. Ooh. It is a beautiful day in Oakland, yes. California. Beautiful day. Yes. It was great. It's perfect weather and a yes. perfect day for a conversation with the homie. Yes. So I'm really excited that we today are talking to Dr. Natalie Watson Singleton, PhD. PhD. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do not get it twisted. Do yes. Not. Do, not. Do not. So Dr. Natalie is responsible for this, the content that is currently exists in the app um, is her brainchild. This is her development. This is her, her, the work she is doing in the world in support of our people. And I am so grateful for it because it's so good. It like is. it is just, we're building all of uh, the, the principles and the foundational stuff that we're building is based on what she has created uh, in the app uh, and her, the folks that she worked with and all of the things that she is doing to really bring that content. And I'm just, I, it's such a blessing. Have you yes. here, Dr. Natalie? We're so excited. So before we get into conversation yep. though, uh, David is going to uh, make sure that y'all understand, y'all understand Dr. Natalie's credentials. You need to know these you credentials. You need to know okay? his credentials involved. And we've mentioned this a couple of times, well, a few times. Yes. On the podcast that the yes. folks that we're connected with, yes, they have the credentials. Yes, they have the skills and the gifts and the talents. And the biggest thing is they have a heart for this work. And that's what is beautiful to uplift and to celebrate. Yes. And in addition to that, I'm going to read these credentials that's right. uh, because they are important. That's right. Uh, so Dr. Natalie Watson Singleton, PhD, is a licensed clinical psychologist assistant professor of psychology at Spelman College, let's go Spelman, diversity and inclusion education director with the NIA project at Emory University Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences, my alma mater, let's go, a founder and executive director of NWS Wellness and Consulting and co-founder of the DEAR project. She received her PhD in clinical community psychology from the University of Illinois and completed her pre-doctoral internship and postdoctoral fellowship at Ba-da-da-ba, Emory University Department of Psychiatry and <laughs> Behavioral Sciences. Dr. Watson Singleton strongly identifies as a clinical community psychologist, which is reflected in her scholarship, teaching, and clinical community work. Her program of research includes two lines of inquiry. The first focuses on how understanding racism-based stressors influence African-Americans health disparities yes. with special attention to African-American women. Now, I was like, mom, for you to me. Come on. Uh, her second programmatic line examines best practices for culturally modifying interventions to enhance engagement and reduce adverse health 
among diverse populations. Mindful you to me. Yes. Dr. Watson Singleton has published numerous empirical research papers related to these topics, and her research program has resulted in approximately $1.2 million worth of grant funding from the National Institutes of Health. That's right. Her work has been recognized by the American Psych Psych Psychological Association, the Association of Black Psychology, the Association of, excuse me, for Women in Psychology, and Society for Science of Clinical Psychology. Overall, Dr. Watson Singleton aims to produce research that is translational and that can bridge science and practice to improve the lives of marginalized communities. Y'all gotta get I need to read every word gosh, in that. Every word, every word. <laughs> thank you, Dr. Natalie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I don't even know how to follow that illustrious introduction. <laughs> Just lean into it, because that's you. It's all you. Right. It's all you, Dr. That's Natalie. Right. So grateful. We're so grateful to have you. Uh, so, Dr. Nelly, we wanted to kind of just dive in, right? Dive in, um, and we're but we're going to start with asking you, where did you grow up, and what were you like as a kid? So I grew up in the South Bay of California, so San Jose, um, and in terms of and lived in California until I was uh, graduated high school and then have since moved around. And so I know it's a beautiful day in Oakland and it's a beautiful day and hot day here in Atlanta. Um, in terms of what I was like as a child, I would say pretty quiet, pretty introverted, observant. And so the introverted piece hasn't changed. The observant piece hasn't changed. But I think the, the teacher in me uh, means that I'm not so quiet anymore. <laughs> I love that. And that's good because you have a lot of amazing things to share. So I know that we're glad that you are uh, not being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Sure um, so tell us about some of the work you're doing now uh, at Spellman. And, and other places in the world, because I know your work is not at all just limited to what's happening at Spelman. Yeah, not limited at Spelman. However, I think my uh, situation um, and location at Spelman is just so fitting for the work that I do. So, you know, as uh, David mentioned in the introduction, pursue research that is really about elevating the experiences of our people in the field of psychology and doing that not just to enhance the scholarship or the science about what we know to be true in our lived experiences, but really using that information to create programming and interventions to improve the lives of ourselves, our families, our communities. And that especially means a lot being situated at um, one of the top historically black colleges in the nation, right? To be able to, as a black woman, do research uh, on the experiences of black women and black people at the leading institution that also then trains the next generation of black women scientists and leaders and educators. And so that's just a little bit about what it's like to do what I do, particularly at Spelman College. Ooh, come on. <laughs> like, right, just, like, like yes. that, and that's just there. Like, <laughs> that's just that's coming. Right, that's, okay. just, that's amazing. That is amazing. Amazing. So throughout these conversations, we uh, we are finding that organically and authentically and naturally, 
as our uh, the folk that we are partnering with speak about what they do in the world or, or even answer any of these questions that we have, the, the guiding principles of this app come up naturally, right? As you were speaking, I'm thinking about uh, the principle of Nguzo Saba, which is purpose, also known as Nia, which is to make our collective vocation, the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. And as you spoke about elevating our people and you know, improving our life experience, I just kept looking and thinking, oh, this is purpose. This is Nia. This is, again, um, our, our partners living and leaning into the principles from which or of which Mindful You is built upon. Most definitely. Most definitely. And to that point, how we all have a role to play in that. You know, one of the other things that strikes me about doing what I do at Spelman College is so many times I'll hear um, students talk about, oh, I don't like research. Oh, you know, I'm not into research. And I think what they're talking about are the negative experiences a lot of them have had in math and science growing up. And one of the beautiful things about being situated here at Spelman and, you know, teaching the classes that I teach and doing the research that I do is kind of igniting that energy and inspiration around really what is research. And there's such a need for those of us who can sort of reclaim our space in this community to ask the questions that we know are so important uh, to our communities. Because if we don't do it, who will? Come on, then drop that. Come on, come on, come on. So, so can you tell me, here's where we would kind of lean into the conversation specifically about Mindful You and um, why you are working on it. And I want to go broader than that, though, because this so that was sort of the question we had asked. You know, we asked Adam, we asked Alex, sort of what um, is drawing you into it. But you have like a deeper, I feel like, even sense of it than any of us could, because the content, you know, is coming out of the work that you are doing in the world. And so I would really love the sense of what was your what was your vision for mindful you as you've been working on it and developing it like what what did you have in mind and what were you looking for yeah and to to answer that question i really have to go back to uh where it started if i consider where mindful youth mindful you was birthed from it really was birthed from my own experiences as a black woman engaging in mindfulness spaces and so i was first introduced to mindfulness my third year of graduate school and uh, just you know for folks who know what it's like to be in high pressure situations we get a lot of messaging about uh, not being good enough and not having done enough and when i was exposed to mindfulness in my third year of graduate school, mindfulness presented an alternative message. Mindfulness said or reminded me that I was enough and that I had done enough and that just being in my mind, just being in my body, just being in my spirit was sufficient and reminded me that I could take moments to just be. Mm-hmm. And so I was struck by just how powerful mindful was in my own experiences and then really started to ask the question, 
what would it look like then to get mindfulness in the hands of our communities? Mm -hmm. And so started teaching mindfulness as a graduate student and (laughs) pretty consistent with my experiences as a psychology student, as a mental health professional, the folks who were showing up in the room to learn about mindfulness were not the communities um, that I was most interested, was not the communities that um, I was a part of. And so really started to ask this question, if mindfulness does this amazing work, but then the communities who, that I'm a part of, the communities that need it most are not showing up, what do we do to feel that disconnect? And so Mindful You was really birthed from that place of, let's go back to really connect with our wisdom in our communities. Let's talk about what we might need to do to make mindfulness um, uh, more appealing to our communities? In what ways does mindfulness already fit with what we do and in what ways doesn't it? And then how do we create this new thing and then make it widely available to the folks who need it? Yes, 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 just all of it, So uh, everything about that. Oh my God, so Dr. Natalie, again, authentically, you've leaned into something that I want to I want to lift up. You talked about the students that you <clears throat> that you've worked with who say they have a basically have a different have had a different relationship or experience with math and science. Um, and let's just call it STEM for for all for all intents and purposes. Um, you are working in STEM. Yeah. Um, and you've been able to. I oftentimes find that creativity and STEM don't always go hand in hand, yet they do. They're 100% like parallel and aligned um, and intersect, can intersect, um, do intersect. Creativity as a principle of Guzo Saba, Kumba, is to always do as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. So once again, <laughs> yes, principle, yes. principle living all up and through. Yes, uh, and this again, this is the this is from the brainchild sure of mindful you, showing and expressing how mindful you in a very sick in a very uh, cyclical way, circular way, um, had an influence on your experience, and in turn, it's continuing to have an impact on your experience and how uh, you were able to take from concept to content what is now being put into place for folk, other folk to engage with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Creativity is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's, sure in STEM, sure it's in everything. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the example, Dr. Yeah. Natalie. Thank you so much. You're welcome, yeah. most definitely. Right, and I'm just grateful for the whole, for the whole thing. I know that my life, I've gone through um, so many different different practices in different ways of mindfulness and always really spending the time in making it fit into what worked for me, right? And making it, but seeing the success of it and then also realizing that so many of my people were left out of it, right? Mm. Like, I, like, how can I, like, what can I do that's gonna support my people in being able to see the value in this, being able to see that this really supports us and that it's for us, mm. right? And so your your willingness and your your bringing it to fruition has been so powerful mm. for me because it feels like this great opportunity to see like this 
working on this pro this project has been part of the full integration of my life. And I'm so grateful for that, right? Like I'm grateful for being able to um, be a part of developing something that I, I genuinely and truly believe uh, is for the benefit of our people. And because I've seen it in my own life, I've absolutely lived it, you know, experienced it, have living seen it. other people, right, living it. <laughs> have seen other people living it and experiencing it. Uh -huh. And really to your point, Dr. Natalie, wanna make it as broadly available um, right. as possible because we deserve, you know, we're in that part of deserving that healing justice. Mm -hmm. We deserve to be able to be about our lives and, and doing the work that it takes um, to transform them. And I feel like mindfulness is such a powerful way to do that. And so I'm so grateful for all the work that you're doing and for you being, for you being willing to express it in this way, because it just was, it's the perfect thing um, for us. Yeah. That creativity is, is real. Like you could have sat, you could have had that thought and kept it moving, <laughs> but, you, <laughs> but you had, but you had that thought right. or maybe continue to have that thought and did something about it. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's, and are doing things about it. Cause right. he's like, speaking in the present cause you're still doing it, which is, which is big. And I'm grateful for that. Like you're right, Sonia, like, We've often said that mindful you creates an opportunity for us to remind our people that we are worthy and deserving to live our highest and best lives. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is a truth. And we can get to that truth by doing some very practical things. <laughs> and right. that's what I, really, I can really appreciate if we you know for me and my own personal life as well, I get it in my head and heart, how can we get there? And we are, we are offering that way, right. well, a way. Right. Anyway, um, a way of multiple ways. This is, this is yes. gold. Yes. We get to do this. This is a yes. gift and a blessing. Yes. Yeah. And, and I really, if we think about, and how all of the principles are also interconnected, right? So yes, yes. creativity. And also like patience with the process, right? Mm. So if I think about my third year of graduate school, what, that was in the early... Who, you know, who knows, <laughs> but started, but started, <laughs> early, yeah, early years. but started publishing on this work in 2015, 2016, and then now to see where um, it is now. So creativity, patience, but also community, right? And so this work has come to be through community, through collaboration with other scholars, other researchers, folks like you who have uh, the mind to take this thing and also think about how do we make it more accessible to our communities. Um, and so I've just, yeah, like all of these principles um, we are living and they have also contributed to the success of Mindful You. Well put. That's it. Yes. I love it. <laughs> so much. So, so much. So Dr. Natalie, nuts and bolts, what stresses you out? <laughs> right to it. <laughs> like just, I mean, if we're just put aside, like if, for Lord have mercy, just putting aside the wave of the sec, the second wave of this pandemic, um, well, the viral pandemic, um, what, what else stresses you out and how does it kind of show up in your life and in your body? Yeah, excellent. I, overwork stresses me out, having multiple demands and what can sometimes feel like limited time. 
uh, relationship strain stresses me out and, you know, relationships across romantic relationships, familial strain. If I think about, you know, myself as someone who's close to family, navigating, uh, having family still in California while being uh, here in Atlanta. So that stresses me out. Um, racism stresses me out. <laughs> Gendered racism stresses me out living and having to exist in spaces and communities that constantly try to uh, devalue us, devalue our contributions. And so those are things that stress me out. In terms of how it typically manifests for me, I would say I'm someone who uh, embodies my stress. So it starts to come out in, you know, feeling more on edge, noticing that I'm breathing more quickly. I may be more uh, short of breath. I also might be more fatigued. And so I tend to embody my stress. Mm. Whew, Lord. Wow, yeah. so, so then what kind of work do you, what kind of mindfulness do you use to manage it? Like what, what's your practice look like? My go-to practice is the breathing exercise. I just think it is so powerful to connect with our breath. Every time I connect with my breath, I am reminded that I am here. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's such a powerful statement. If we think about all of the things that have really tried to take us out <laughs> for generations, to be able to have the breath to remind me that I am still here is so uh, powerful for me. The other thing that I have gotten into in more recent years is really uh, allowing my mindfulness practice to complement restorative yoga, my restorative yoga practice. So restorative yoga is using various yoga poses to remind us of the power of rest. And so bringing mindfulness to sort of noticing what my body feels like when it's at rest, when it's relaxed, noticing what it's like to allow my body to be held by uh, the ground or the chair. Um, those I feel like are my go-to mindfulness practices. Oh, come on, y'all like look. Y'all listen, Dr. <laughs> Natalie is out here dropping these nuggets. Yeah, and I'm, I am trusting and knowing that these nuggets are being picked up because We've been excited to, to connect with you, Dr. Nallian, and, and, and allow our audience to have exposure to you because it's, it's one thing to experience the app in its form. Um, it's one thing to experience the content. It's another thing to experience the content from the, from the birther of the content. I'm the person who birthed it. Right, and you exactly. Were, and you were dropping it. You were dropping exactly. it. So this is, this is, for those who are here listening, Please have at least five more people listen to this That's one. Right. For sure, please, That's because right. these nuggets are real. That's right. Um, this is dope. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like you're, yes, yes, yes. So, okay. So the, so here's our other thing, Dr. Like We are really about, because us as a people, music is one of the really in t specific ways in which we find ourselves to be mindful. So I'm wanting to know, like, what are your top, go-to songs when you are sort of trying to get yourself back into your body and you're being present and sort of working out mindfulness in a situation? You know, there's not a particular song, but anything by Jill Scott just takes me there. 
So whatever, whatever song, whatever album, if it is Jill Scott and Jill, if you're listening, no, but any song by Jill Scott just uh, uh, puts me in a happy place, puts me in a good space. And I just really love the storytelling that Jill Scott provides in her music, right? The instrumentality, but also the storytelling. So there's a lot of content right to be mindful of to be mindful of the words the lyrics the sounds and so anything by Jill Scott I love that mm-hmm. I love that and right clear too so like cool. oh Jill Scott <laughs> and you, better, you better live your life like it's golden Dr. That's, yes that's <laughs> get right. that in there <laughs> that's right I love that uh Dr. Natalie thank you so much and I'm so so so, so as we're coming kind of to the, the close of our time, I want to find out, is there anything you felt like you want to, like, I feel like, you know, we're sort of at just at the beginning of our working relationship, right? As we sort of develop the app more fully and we get it to the people and there's so many things uh, that we're working on. Is there anything you feel like you would want to make sure we were paying attention to? Like anything that you would want to like impart to us, like just like that you want to make sure we know um, as we're sort of leaning into this process? I just think one thing is the affirmation slash confirmation that you are doing meaningful work. There is such a need for this. Um, And I think, you know, depending on places and spaces that we're in, we sometimes can take it for granted or lose sight of its value. And so I think just the reminder that this work is so necessary and so meaningful. The second thing is, and this is one of the things that I continue to think about and that makes me excited about where the app can go, is that yes, we talk about, you know, Black people, Black communities, but we are such a diverse community. There are actually multiple Black communities. And so appreciating just all of the unique difference in variability within our communities and continuing to think about how can this app grow so that everyone in our community feels included, uh, feels like they belong and feels like they were thought of when they listen to the content. Yes. Well, on that note. Thank God. Dr. Natalie, we love you. We are so, 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 so grateful to be doing this work with you in the world and to be connected in so many ways. Um, And so just thank you. Thank you for all the work. Thank you. And I'm ready for part two. Yes. Let's get it. Yes. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, look, we love ourselves. We love y'all. And we love being Black. Hey. This has been Mindfulness for the Culture.